0: We are live on another Tuesday night. Kurt Valenti with Jennifer Valenti, all in on high school sports.
1: Good evening. How are you? Good, thank you. Um,
0: tonight we're going to do a little big news this week with the, uh, the NJSIAA, giving out their new fall guidelines for the fall sports. So we want to talk about it a little bit. We have uh, one of my good buddies, A.D., and a couple coaches coming on tonight, so Jen, you can introduce them.
1: So I'd like to welcome Frank Bufuco from Milburn High School Athletic Director. Thank you for joining us, Frank. How you doing? Well, welcome back, I should say. Yeah, welcome you, back. You've, you've joined us before. Gotcha. We appreciate it. Yeah. And um, after, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to you as Coach Bufuco. I hope that's okay. After that's Coach, yeah, <laughs> after Coach Bufuco that's gives fine. us, uh, you know, some some details about. the the new NJSIA guidelines. We will be joined by um, Rebecca Lilienthal from Parsippany High School. She is the field hockey coach there. She and three of her players will join us briefly. And then we will also be joined after that by the West Essex football coach, Chris Beniquista and one of the members of the Garfield Volleyball coaching staff, girls volleyball, Nick Delahanty. So that rounds out our panel for this evening.
0: Uh, Okay, real quick, Coach – I guess we'll call him Coach. Um, we'll call him That's Coach Bufioco too. Um, so, yesterday was the first start date, July thirteenth of Phase One. Return to play started yesterday. Can you just give a quick overview of um, of Phase One?
2: So basically, our Phase One. Um, there was a, I guess you could say there was some l- like uh, liberties as to make it your own type deal. Uh, so yesterday, basically, we did a, a, a walkthrough not too many workouts, just basically going over what the screening process would be, what times the teams would come in, what kids were coming, um, went over the screening process, made sure all our signs were up. You know, Our uh, Department of Health was big on making sure we had signage everywhere. Um, you know, And, and with the, the time frame being what it was, we basically just made them on the computer and laminated them and put them all over campus. Um, and then today the athletes came back and they actually physically started their workouts and it went pretty smooth. I mean... It took two weeks of planning, maybe longer. Um, and really, I don't want to say it was like riding a bike, but it felt like we were so – we haven't been around the kids and around everybody so long. Um, you know, they, it, obviously it was different. We had lines of kids with masks on and taking their temperatures, doing screenings. Uh, but, you know, it, it went as smooth as it could go. Um, and, however, we do know this isn't, like, foolproof. But at the end of the day, it, to me, it was nice to just see the kids out uh, together um yeah socially distanced but the coaches did a nice job at, at putting those rules in place and um you know i thank my trainer and my nurse for being there together uh they've uh basically committed to at least being there together the next two more days uh, we're going three days a week tuesday wednesday thursday uh and right now we only have football and boys soccer doing it um the other teams uh to stay virtual and ride it out as long as they could before we went into the fall guidelines but We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay.
1: Which actually kind of brings me to my next question. Um, but before I get to that, you know, it's it's just nice to hear you say, like, how good it is to see the kids back on campus. You know, I remember even when, you know, un, in quote-unquote normal times, you know, there would be that brief hiatus where, like, there would be really no, you know, official sports going on. I remember once that fall right. date hit and you see all those kids on campus again, you know, getting ready for their fall sports. My athletic director used to say, like, it just wasn't right when the kids weren't there, you know. So I'm sure it is uh, something really nice to see kind of getting back to that normal Um it's
2: great that you say that just I know you're going to move on to a question but it was this is the first time I mean since coaching and and even now being an AD it's my fifth year it's like you take for granted in the summer like the teams just show up they go you know they like our boys soccer team would be you know 11 on 11 for like three hours out there our tennis team would be in the back hitting like all summer um and you know, it, it, in football, you you know you'd hear the whistles, but nothing was official. Like, and now, you know, it's somewhat official, like the summer workouts. And it's like, it's weird because like you're never you never really like I hate to say it, you don't really like pay attention to what's going on. They're just kind of doing their thing. Um, but it is great at the same time to to see the kids out there, and um, I guess you could say it's some back to some type of normalcy, you know. But um, you just like I said, the the plans that are in place are. Are, are good. I think the NJSIA put some good plans in place. It's just, you know, we just got to roll with it for now and see how it goes.
1: Right. So as as we were saying, so phase one is uh, officially in in swing. And on mm-hmm. Friday, July 10th, they the NJSIA released um, their return to play plan. I guess it's called Model One, right? And a thinking that there might be some other some other models down the line um and we will have three coaches joining us later to talk about like their sports specifically but i was wondering if you could kind of give us a brief overview like there were some new dates released and like there's a little bit of a dead period after this phase one if you could kind of just fill our audience in on how that uh return to play model for the actual fall season will work
2: so and like basically they 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 released that like a few hours before they released the second phase um, of summer workouts. So the second phase of summer workouts is basically like an expanded version of what we're doing now. Um, but you can't do phase two unless you do phase one. And phase one, not, and I got the clarification. It's not 14 days of practices. It's a 14 day period where you're, you know, you're screening kids and they need to have a minimum of four, four or six practices. I, I mean, I have it here. I don't want to guess, but between four and six practices within two weeks. Um, but you, the whole point is to keep those kids together doing that workout and, and keeping those groups of 10 together for two, for two weeks. Then phase two, you're allowed to bring up the 30 kids in a group, but it's the same. You have to combine those groups of 10 to make one group. You can't just go randomly picking, you know. So uh, there's more details to that. But really, that in a nutshell, it's basically they, they rounded out the entire summer to end on August 28th. Then from August 29th through September 13th, it's fall teams virtual contact only. That's it. No in person training. And they said it's basically to get the kids acclimated to returning to school. But, you know, um, and then September 14th is now your preseason. And then, uh, and I have the dates right here. So everybody starts September 14th. Um, the regular season for tennis starts September 28th, football October 2nd, and everybody else October 1st. Uh, Your regular season ends on October 23rd for second for tennis, November 7th for football and November 12th for everybody else, which looks like football is going to probably, if I'm looking at it roughly, correct me if I'm wrong, probably five to six games they're going to get in. Yeah. I I read that it said
0: six regular season games and then the two playoff games. Yeah.
2: You know, so that's not, I mean, I I really have to commend the NJSIA on this. Like, this is really there's like no gray area it's just like this is what we're doing and there's not like i don't i don't have i mean i right now i haven't really like read through it but and mean more ad's that i've talked to there's re- maybe i'm wrong i know we're like live out there but i, I don't see many gray areas with this it's kind of black and white like this is what we're doing um and i i actually liked it um and you know i have a meeting with my coaches on thursday just to kind of see um, what's what with this but we're, there is no requirement to complete phase one and two to go into this uh, which you is know, nice. So that was it,
1: actually a question I was going to ask you so um, with to do phase two you said you have to complete phase one so I was I was wondering if somebody wasn't partaking in phase one if that was going to be any, prevent them from you know getting right into that you know September 14th start right.
2: no uh, it says participate I have, I'll read it, I'll, you want me to read this to you real quick? Sure. I'll read it. It says the NSIA summer recess period, which is phase one and two, um, is runs from July 13th through the 28th of August. Participation in the summer recess period is optional and districts may choose which date to start. Summer recess workouts will run according with the guidelines the NGSIA and the medical task force put together. All schools participating in the summer recess must start with phase one. Um, and then it says here, uh, please refer to NGSIA for all that stuff, but there is no requirement to participate in the phases, um, you know, to, to go into the fall. I, got, the I got a quick... With-
0: oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I, My my first, my question was going to be, I was just going to ask you real quick, again, we have other coaches coming on, but like you said, soccer and football, how would you, like, what was the excitement level, uh, I would even say from the coaching staff, from you guys in Millburn, like, were they just like, wow, like, you yeah, know, it's it was- back and pumped up or...
2: The kids were, I mean, like I said, we had 30, 30 football players today and we had close to 50 so- boy soccer players out there today. Um, football, like the football kids were just, you know, they were tired. Of, like right now it's minimal what you can do. They were just like, they're tired of doing virtual workouts. Like they, you know, so right. it was nice to, you know, driving around the field, looking, you know, the kids were doing a lot of calisthenic work, a lot of plyometric work, speed training, um, you know, and I, my coaches were told basically not to go crazy this week and not even really crazy next week because it's really conditioning stuff, but, you know, push them, but, you know, gauge where they're at. And then if we have to, you know, cause the groups are going to stay as they are, you can't switch them. Uh, they are, that's it. Once we started that, we're not moving the kids around. Um, and, and, and I got to tell you like that, it was just nice to see like the parents were more excited <laughs> than the kids. Like they were happy to see their kids doing something structured again. Um, and I got to tell you, we had a, not, a 100% compliance with the masks. Uh, the only time we were allowed the kids to take the mask off was when they started physically working. Out. Um, it was it was good. So, it, like the soccer team, you know, they have they have high hopes. Like you know, they were state champs last year. That the entire team is back this year, and you know, they they just want to get out and get to work.
0: So. And I guess that's my other my other question. And again, we have a couple of like field hockey players coming on. But we're going to ask them. But to ask you, I mean, you were a player, you were a coach, now you're an AD. Like, like you just said, that team's a defending state championship team. I mean, they'll take anything, right, to like play their senior season. You know, if it's a shortened season, if it's, you know, we're going to get into the postseason playoff, whatever it is, but... I mean, not to do anything, as opposed to hey, we, we got to play a ten-game season. Like they're probably just chopping at right. the bit to just do anything.
2: Right? Yeah. I mean, they—they—that's th- the. I guess everybody's saying the same thing, but my, like my boy soccer coach is like adamant about like, he he was in favor of playing out the and I guess it was a smart idea, but he was coming up with ideas like to propose about like starting earlier and ending earlier, and finishing the state like having the group state championships uh like the first week of november mm-hmm. and being done with everything yeah i mean
1: there's you definitely know, an and, argument for that for yeah. sure you know like yeah but
2: that would just guarantee us to get it in like right. you know we, we would be able to start we would just have to start before labor day and, and like um or you know still do what we're doing now but start it earlier you know but you know it is interscholastic athletics you have to look at the academic side of it but at the same time like it's about the kids too. So I could see the both sides of the argument. Like the kids need sports like they do. The, uh, you
1: know, spoiler alert for one of our our questions later, as Kurt was alluding to, was, you know, again, I know they're focusing on the social, emotional, mental, you know, aspect of it for the kids to get them out there and play. But, you know, there is that competitive piece as well, you know, that like if you're defending your state title or you lost a heartbreaker last year that, you know, again, please, I I understand we we're happy if we can get them to play some semblance of a season. but There is still that competitive, you know, championship aspect that uh, coaches and players. I'll give you a quick
2: story. (laughs) I'll give you a story. Story. You just brought up a good point. Remind <laughs> me later. I have a story about the soccer okay. team. So, All right, good. When we get, we'll you. definitely
1: revisit that conversation. Yeah. So um, we're actually going to bring in our... Um, Field hockey coach from Parsippany High School, Rebecca Lilienthal. And as Kurt is letting her and two of her players in from the waiting room, I'll introduce them. Coach Lilienthal has been the varsity coach at uh, Parsippany High School since 1998. She was back to back undefeated conference champions in 2012 and 2013. And she is joined today by two of her players, Lindsay DePetris, a forward who earned second team all conference honors last year, and Priscilla Wong, another forward who was. Honorable mention all conference last year. So um they are coming in one by one while we get them connected. So thanks for coming in guys. And uh we I just want to see who we have uh who we have where on the screen. So I see it looks like um Lindsay, I see in the upper upper corner, Lindsay with the and then at the bottom we have Priscilla and then Coach Lil at the bottom there. Welcome guys, thanks for coming on tonight. How Thank are you for you? coming on.
0: Hi. Hi. By the way, we, have, we have Mr. Uh, I'm going to call him Coach Bifuco, Athletic Hi. Director from Milburn High School with us tonight.
2: How you doing, ladies? How are you?
1: Hi. So, Coach Lil, we're going to start with a few questions for your your players. And uh, Coach Bifuco, of course, feel free to chime in. And then Coach Lilenthal will get a, a couple questions for you. But our first few questions are kind of directed at your players since we have them for a few minutes. So, Kurt, why don't you go ahead and start off?
0: Um all right uh girls real quick question for all of you guys you can take it one at a time um how did you guys feel when the news came out that the NJ uh, NJSIA said full sports is a go especially since it's going to be your senior year how excited i mean i'm assuming you guys were all excited but uh what was your feeling like when you heard hey we are going to we are going to do this thing
3: well i would say i was definitely relieved cuz I didn't know if this season was going to happen or not. So I'm glad that we have this chance to finish off our senior season of playing field hockey. So I'm definitely very happy about
4: that. And how about you, Lindsay? Uh, I was excited. I was nervous like the whole like summer, like waiting for like it to come out, like if we were gonna play like senior year. And I was like really happy that like I was gonna get to play my senior year because I've been playing for all the years now to your next question
0: okay my next question is um you guys have always played in front of um friends and family and one thing we didn't get in with coach bifuco we'll get in later on with the other coaches but um how is it going to feel if you guys have to play with no fans would that be any Um, different for you i mean obviously it's gonna be different but just what are your thoughts on that like if if that is the case
4: i think it will be different like the audience like what like the game sounds like but it might be like less stressful some for some of the players in, like the long run
3: that's a good point. yeah i think it's definitely a, di- a different energy um for playing field hockey because i know a lot of the times having um your friends supporting you in the stands is definitely a very positive part of the game but i feel like even not having them there it could be less stressful like lindsey said but also, it would be very different. It's something to adjust
0: to. Coach Bufiuko, anything on the on the fan situation uh, right now that you that you're aware of? Or
2: I mean, we haven't really talked about that. I, I, honestly, that's like it's going to come down like when we get closer to you know I, now it's September 14th. But um, I really, my gut's telling me like it's about getting the kids out there playing. Um, and I get the parents want to watch and they want to see everybody playing, but. My initial thought, like like if you asked me a month ago, would probably be like if we had when we got closer to like county tournament play or, or something like that, we'd start to let the parents and fans around. But I mean, right now, I want to get this thing going. Like, I don't I don't want any hiccups. Like, if it means keeping the fans away, then they, they stay away. I mean, right. um, You know, we at our school, we're blessed. We have like our, we have a studio four sixty two where they stream the games. So, I mean, we could stream them. We just have to get kids to do it. It's it's not always easy. Plus, we're going to, you know, but um, at the worst case scenario, like I'm, I'm at all the home games. I can hire, you know, student assistants to not student assistants, not college, but, you know, get like managers to start tweeting the scores out live. But right. I, I, we, I, I don't want anything to derail this. Um, it, the spring was was not fun and. I, if we have a shot to get this off the ground, then that—that's the goal. Like we have to get it off the ground. And if it means nobody comes to watch but me, my trainer, my principal, um, and maybe like the lower levels, if, if you know—if there—if we have to stagger the games, then that's that. But I'm not—we're not—we're not—you know. Plus, it's going to be difficult. Like as as the athletic director, we're we're looking at—we're going to have people manning the gates. If we can't have anybody in, then nobody comes in. It's just shut the gates and the kids play. It,
1: it's always um, so funny the more like we talk about it. You know, obviously Kurt and I talk about it on our own. But when you actually talk to like, you know, the player's perspective, and of course, the AD perspective, like you're looking at it from so many different angles and all the things you're mentioning about the, the crowd control and management. Yeah, you, know, you from don't even your consider it. Like, you know, there's just so many things to be considered, you know, so it's it's so enlightening to it's hear not, your side.
2: But but not like we have massive crowds after school, but it's just a, <laughs> it's just a matter of keeping people out. Yeah, like, no, you know?
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, not, I, I
2: see for so here like if Priscilla's mom's adamant she's gotta come watch the game (laughs) it's like no I'm sorry like no we can't let anybody in you know
1: uh, girls as you guys know uh, you know the season has the ability right now to look you know very different than what we're used to so we kind of talked a little bit about fans um, but you know it's also going to be like a shortened season so from what you guys understand about the changes that have come forward um, how do you think it's gonna impact your season you know um, we've talked to a lot of different high school athletes in the past couple weeks about you know the camaraderie and the bonding with your team and you know what are what do you see as positives and negatives of of this new you know, this new normal for our, our fall our fall season. Lindsay, why don't you start us off?
4: Um, I think it, it's going to be hard. Like we're, it's going to be mostly in the cold, but I think it'll be hard on like our bodies, but I think it might be beneficial because we have a lot more time, like preseason wise to practice. And it might like benefit us while we play games, like starting October.
1: Nice. And Priscilla, what do you think? Do you have anything to add to that?
4: Um, with,
3: Team bonding, I feel like we really get to meet the new freshmen and also get closer with our teammates through having events, um, probably preseason and also the summertime leading up to the season. So not having that will definitely be different. Mm -hmm. But we're trying our best to, you know, like use Zoom meetings or using Google Meets to really meet with them and get in contact with them. But for weather-wise, it will really be tough on our bodies to adjust to playing in the cold. But I think... it
1: it will work we're just lucky we get to play nice nice
0: you have a question for coach
1: oh do you want me to skip to that yeah. one um, so coach Lell, first question for you here you are you're joined by two seniors okay. um, and we have uh, obviously it seems like we have the Parsippany forward line on the panel tonight right so the offensive force so if you could in a in a quick way if you had like a word or a phrase that would describe each of your players how would you describe Lindsay as a player and then Priscilla as a player or even as a team leader if you want to throw that in there
5: um uh priscilla and and Lindsay both are relentless and uh we had we had a a a challenging season last year and one of the things that i think um was a a shining star for last season was the relentlessness of their dedication and passion to being better. And, you know, they never gave up, even though we did have, you know, a tough go. And and I think that, you know, it would have been easy for them, especially not being seniors either, to, you know, just, you know, throw the towel in. They were unwilling to do any of that. And um, and they really stepped up as leaders for us. And, and I'm really excited that we're going to have a season and that they're going to have the opportunity to um, lead this group of girls because I think that they, exhibit the drive and dedication that is required for success. And they they don't just talk the talk they walk it so that's a really big thing for me.
1: Oh, that that you know what that's so nice to hear and again you know a side note coach Lillian Lillianthal and I not only coached against each other for many years in field hockey in Morris County but we coached <laughs> together at Montville Township High School so I know we you know share a lot of the same mindsets and ideologies and I just uh, I love having the seniors on and the leaders on the team and girls again you uh, I, we can tell that you you exude those those uh, characteristics as well. So we really hope you get to get to lead your teams. We've worked hard, and I'd love to see, you know, your seniors your senior season come to fruition. So ready for a little rapid fire? Yeah,
0: girls, we, what we're going to do, for, uh, Coach Bufiuka, if you could just hang for one second. Um, we always do this, girls, on all our sports shows. We do a little rapid fire segment. So we got six quick questions for you, little fun questions. So uh, if you could just give us a quick answer. Is Coach in on this one, or are we going to hold off on Coach um, on this one?
1: I'm trying to think. We Well, you know what? Let, let's let her partake because we got – Yeah, Coach Pufuco
0: do... is going to hold off on this one. We'll get him later on a, the it's show. It's a little
1: more field hockey-oriented, Coach Pufuco. That's the only reason. But, uh, and, Becca, you're going to have a I like win. the rapid
2: fire, though. I can't wait to hear these answers. <laughs> oh, you oh you're, you're going to get rapid fire rapid. later. Don't
1: worry. So, Coach Lil, you get it twice tonight. All right. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> these so, are the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> okay, so
0: um, you guys can answer one at a time. First question. What is going to be on opening day this year? What is going to be the first song – that you're listening to on your headphones before the game. All
1: right. Priscilla, you want to go
0: first?
3: Um, I forgot the name of this song, but it's, uh, uh I forgot it is it about being the champions. We played it last year when we won our County game, but I, I really forgot. But another favorite is probably part in the USA.
1: We love that. So
3: maybe that one.
0: Okay.
1: Nice. How about you, Lindsay?
4: Um, Maybe we will rock you.
1: Nice, nice. So some classics in there. Nice. Very nice. Coach Lil, what's what's getting you pumped up game day, music wise? Welcome to the jungle. There you go. (laughs) I thought it was gonna be Bon Jovi. All right. Well you know what? You know what? I feel
0: bad. Coach (laughs) Bufuco, baseball guy. Let's go. What what would you have in the headphones? Opening day, what are you having in the headphones?
2: Uh for baseball, probably a little Enter Sandman. Okay. Oh,
1: nice, Very nice. There okay, yeah. you go. Know, you, know, you got Classic. this next one too, Coach Bifuco. This is one of my faves. I right. like to hear the answers for this one. We got Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, or as of recently, we've added Chick fil A. Let's go to the same order. Oh, man. <laughs> Priscilla, which one? You, what's your go to on that?
3: Chick fil A for sure.
1: <laughs> Lindsay? Wendy's. When? Oh, Ooh. all right. Coach Lil. Got to go with Wendy's. Nice, nice and uh Coach, of our house. Coach
2: Befuto. I'm gonna take it back to Summers when I was in high school. It's gotta be the Wendy's man. Wendy Junior Bacon. Oh, nice nice. He's you, going old school.
1: Yeah.
2: He's going old school. Chick
1: fil A had taken a lead on that question. <laughs> Wendy's is back in the mix.
0: <laughs> All right, this is this one's for the girls. Okay. If field hockey had celebrations like football, when the when the guys score a touchdown, you score a goal, what celebration would you do?
3: Um, I would um, like to say a backflip, but I can't do it. <laughs> but if I could, then that would be what I would. Please expect. don't.
4: <laughs> um, I would
0: probably just jump and like hug my best friends
2: that I'm playing with. Okay, so nice and calm, Coach Mefuka. What would you do if it was like football? Yeah, give me. Yeah, what would you? What's I don't your know. Foot? In my. In my soccer days at Carney, we had we had some uh some fun ones. I can I don't want to share too many of them, but <laughs> I would say uh like a little conga line action. <laughs> nice. That was fun.
1: And coach Lowe, what are you doing on the sidelines after a goal? Scream and get another one. <laughs> yeah. That's there a good go. celebration. There you go. I like
2: it. That's it.
1: All right, this one is, uh, we'll go back to the girls on this one. Your favorite, I'm hoping you have some more to add to this, but so far in your time as a Parsippany High School field hockey player, what's your favorite field hockey memory so far? Okay, we'll start with Priscilla.
3: Um. I think it would be last year we made it to the semifinals of the county tournament, and it was a little unexpected, but I feel like throughout that time I really got to – with my teammates and we just had a mentality of if we work together we could do it and I just
1: I always remember that. Nice very nice and Lindsay,
4: Um same time last year during the county tournament we were playing Butler and in overtime scored the goal.
1: Nice exciting. Coach Lil you got a few more seasons to choose from what would you pick as your most memorable Parsifany field hockey moment? <laughs> Probably,
5: um, riding on the bus on the way home in 2012 with a little piece of that a sticky note on my on my uh, game book in the inside, and I had all of the teams in our conference and who won and who lost, and going through the the online you know score sheet to see who won. And realizing, sitting on the bus by myself, that we, we clinched the conference oh, for nice. the first time since 77. And uh, my girls had no idea because I told them if they wanted to win the conference, they had to just win every game. <laughs> and they believed me.
1: <laughs> very nice. Very okay,
0: nice. and my last one for you guys, it's very simple. Coach Bufiucco, you, you can't answer this one because you're going to get this later. But girls... I know it's field hockey, but I always have to ask this question.
1: Coach Lil can't answer either. Yeah, she can't <laughs> answer either. It's for the girls,
0: give me your favorite NFL football team.
5: Um, I'm, a Packers fan. I'm
2: just laughing. I'm a, We're I'm getting, only laughing for a different reason. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> no, I can't say it. I don't want. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm okay, go ahead, girls. Uh-huh. Favorite
0: football team.
4: I'm a Packers fan. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, my family, um, especially my mom, is a Patriots fan. So that's a little
5: problematic. But... <laughs> there you go. Well, Priscilla, if you come visit me up here at the Cape, you'll be okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> be surrounded by that, right? um all right priscilla and uh Lindsay. i know we were gonna have a third team member on who was unfortunately unable to make it so but between the two of you my question is who does the best impersonation of coach lilienthal <laughs>
3: Lindsay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then my follow-up question is can we see it or is that a little uncomfortable we don't, you don't have to do it if you don't want to <laughs>
5: It's okay, Linz. I We have a good relationship, but I won't make you run.
1: <laughs> I don't want to put her on the spot if she doesn't do it. We'll just leave it at that, that she does a good impression. All right. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for coming in here. It was so nice to, uh, to have you, for joining us, getting the players' perspective. Um, we really hope, again, that the fall season does continue to be a go, and we'd love to follow up with you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. In, in the real season with some actual, you know, following up with you about your games and how you guys are doing.
0: Good luck and have fun, guys.
1: Hey girls, I'll see you Friday
0: morning. There you go. Bye. By the way, Coach Bufuco, we got a couple comments yep. coming in. Rob Neely. Uh, here we go. Rob <laughs> Neely is all over you with your. Uh, he wants to know. Uh, I mean, we see you all over Facebook with your cooking, so he wants to get some recipes from you. And he wants to know if. All I know. Is he
2: probably looking at the rice ball recipe? Yeah. Yeah, he wants to know. Yeah. Uh, so and and
0: Coach. I can't Sickin, put that on live. And Coach Sickinger is chiming in all over the place, asking if you're live. And he's asking a question. I can't, I, I can't even ask this question on air. We'll I'll get it all over air. But, um, yes, he is live. Coach Fuco is live. We have a couple coaches tonight. We're talking about the, um, the new fall plan for the 2020. We're going to actually bring in our next guest with us. Coach Delahanty from Garfield High School Volleyball.
1: Welcome, Coach. Is his audio connected yet? I believe he's trying.
0: (laughs) Coach Delahanty, you hear me?
6: Yes, can Uh, you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good.
0: We are here with another head coach and also Coach uh, Bafiukou, athletic director at uh, Milburn.
1: Thanks for joining us tonight, Coach Delahanty.
6: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, first question, I guess I want to ask the two coaches. Um, each sport has its own challenges with these new guidelines. Um, well, actually, no. Before I before I ask, that, I'm going to ask a different one. Just a very simple, yes or no. Do you guys? You guys obviously saw the plan. Yes or no? Do you like the plan? Loaded question. <laughs> Got
1: to be a simple yes or no there. Coach. Yeah, simple yes or no.
0: <laughs> overall, I guess overall. Overall, yes. Coach Delahanty?
6: I would agree. I would say yes, overall.
0: (laughs) All right, now we'll come right back to you, Coach Delahanty, with this. Uh, Each sport has its own challenges with these new guidelines. Um, What would you say, like, what challenges is specific to your sport that you see right now?
6: Well, I think the biggest thing is the indoor factor. There's a lot of sports like football and soccer, cross country. You can even put cheerleading in there, and it seems like everybody else is outside. It kind of gives you the opportunity to do a little bit more as we go along. Uh, for us, who knows when we're going to actually get into a gym, and, and to be quite honest with you, who knows when we're going to actually be able to use equipment. Uh, so that's a definitely a wrench in the operation, and we're going to have to play it by ear, but I would say that was the biggest thing is – that we're inside we're based inside and really when you're outside what do you really do uh with no equipment conditioning you can only go so far it's going to be a challenge in that aspect i think
0: okay um coach for for field hockey what do you uh what do you see as a challenge
5: Um, well I mean obviously you know distancing and things like that are a little bit of a challenge and not so much for us uh, for field hockey because it's reasonable to be able to do things with you know stick work and and um, passing and receiving and and basics like that and still maintain a a pretty good social distance honestly Um, and 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 I feel comfortable with that Uh, I think honestly my frustration with with everything right now is just um the the lack of 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 knowledge in terms of us starting this so so quickly i mean i have a lot of kids who who you know when we left we left it as we're starting august 17th you know and now there's this huge push to start july 13th and that's a really big difference than a lot of my kids work and they're not in the area or and I, I actually I sent a poll out and I do still have some families that are uncomfortable sending their kids um some of them you know have underlying you know family health conditions that they're just really nervous and I think it's 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 hard because if I say I'm running practice even if I say this is totally optional they feel obligated you know to be there and and that's that i think is where i i'm i'm struggling a little bit because i don't want to put anybody in a bad situation you know of course i want to be there but
1: it, that's such an interesting point because, I, again, I really didn't think of it in those terms. Like, I t- okay, July 13th, and I know, you know, we do stuff in the summer, but like you said, the official date is usually that, like, mid-August time. And, you know, now you're making it, and when you now push the season to the 14th of September, you're right. It really kind of, you know, families have plans. Like you said, kids, different families are in different situations. Kids have summer jobs and, you know, um, family familial obligations. Do. Yeah, and, and, you know, different yeah. schools are all going to have different circumstances circumstances. circumstances with that. And, uh, you know, so that, that's, you know, again, another point that I had not considered, you know, which is again, why this, this panel is, uh, you know, so, so helpful to kind of hash out. all. Yeah. I got, I got one
0: more for Frankie on this topic. I mean, we heard volleyball, we heard field hockey. Uh, is there any other sport? I'm not sure if coach from uh, West Essex is going to come in, but if you had to go soccer, football, or any other sports, like, do you see any other concerns as an AD, um, that, that would worry you a little bit?
2: I mean, obviously football, like, it's like we put all these plans in place and how how do you, like, get the football players? It's just going to have to be a commitment. Like, this is what we're doing and we're going to take the risk and, you know, and go. But other than that, there's really no – I don't see an inherent risk in any other sport. Like, obviously, cross country, you know, we've already talked about as a conference, like, separating – the start times for the races. Um, we've talked about even volleyball to the point where they can work out outside, but my coach decided he's just going to keep it virtual and have them do like independent training on their own. Um, but field hockey, boys and girls soccer, um, they're they're like they want to get going, but my field hockey coach feels as though. And to your point, they're, they're to just come in and do conditioning. you can't. They just released the other day they could do some stick work and, and do that so there's been some lag in like what you can and can't do but at the same time it really is dependent on what what you what you're looking to to get out of the the, the summer sessions because they've never been mandatory they're not mandatory now but in order to go through them you have to do a man there's there's mandates that have to be met so that's where it's like you know a catch-22 like do we do it do we wait do we stay virtual i mean i've my as of today, my girl soccer coach is just committed to going virtual, and the girls will just train with their club team until we're ready to go. Um, but, like, I don't really –
5: Yeah.
2: Right. But a, you can't – the problem is you can't have, can't really have any involvement. If, if You can't be there in person, you know. So, we'll see. I mean, I'm going to open it up. I have a meeting Thursday. I'm going to open it up to everybody again and see when they want to start uh, because right now we're holding all freshmen out. No freshmen are going to do it until I get their physicals cleared. Um, That's just basically trying to get it under control, who's as physical and and whatnot. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, if we opened up the freshmen today, we'd easily have over 150 kids out there with just two teams. Yeah. And that's a lot because it's not – I hate to say it, like with preseason starting August 17th, you would have had – you would have had your tryout basically done by the first week done you know, and now you're in school, you know, there's that thing about keeping the kids around in the summer and it was it a tryout. Was it not? You get the fine line. So you just kind of, it's a catch 22, but I I think, I think more, more teams may jump on uh, maybe, but it is a lot of work. I'm not going to lie on my end, you know, the coaches end making sure they're submitting some type of practice plan, which they never had to do before. Uh, just so at least I could see like what are you doing where are you putting the kids mm-hmm. uh, how are you socially distancing how many groups are you bringing in that kind of stuff because we're not trying to be there all day either <laughs> it's no, of like course.
1: yeah
2: we go from not monitoring high school summer workouts to now being fully involved like it's, it's completely a lot of different.
5: work yeah yeah so the- our district actually hired people to help the ad because he he couldn't do his job and temperatures temperature yeah. people all day long yeah, of course,
0: and yeah. and and nick you were you were telling me you guys haven't started yet correct you guys haven't you guys haven't gone into the phase one you guys didn't do it haven't done anything yet you're holding off on that correct
6: correct we are holding off until july 27th um our athletic director um along with our superintendent uh decided that uh, july 13th for one sport which would have been football they wanted to keep everybody the same. So they offered it to July 27th and it's up to the coach and the coaching staff, whether or not they want to proceed with it. Um, it looks like most teams are going to be going, uh, at least a little bit of conditioning factor. Um, I know for us, I could speak for volleyball. Uh, we're also doing, we, we use Microsoft teams as part of our district. So we'll be doing film sessions through teams to kind of keep the girls engaged and, uh, we're seeing it as a possibility to get, girls understand the game better uh, teaching them things that you might not necessarily learn uh, through conditioning and and other factors but you can sit down and break down some of our team from the past year or so and tell them look this is what we need to improve on this is why we're saying this and and kind of break it down like that And we're using it as a learning experience and we're hoping that it helps because our hands are really tied right now so we're trying our best to to keep the girls mentally in, in shape and Whatever they could do physically, we're all up for
1: it. Yeah, it's a challenge, and that's a that's a you know an important piece that you guys are able to bring in there with the film work. That's a nice you know, like you said, in keeping them engaged. So I find that interesting that your whole district pushed back to July 27th. Is that correct? All sports.
6: All sports July 27th. Yeah, that's
5: yeah.
1: correct. We had the uh, Passaic Valley football players on last week, and they had told us as well that yeah. they were not starting. It was a district decision that no sports were starting. So, again, it's you know each district is handing it differently, and you know, it's just again, Some so many things are not
5: starting until regular. Um, Butler's not, okay. My husband worked there, yeah, They're not yeah. opening until August 15th, uh, 17th. Okay, and um. <laughs> Some districts I know are closed as of now. They haven't opened. Bootin, Morris Hills, Morris Knolls, and Kennelton, I believe, are still closed.
1: Okay, great. We so actually have we actually have a uh, Chris Benacquista who's just coming in from the waiting room. So we're gonna welcome Coach Benacquista as he comes in. How then, are you, Coach? Hi, Chris. Thanks for joining us.
7: Hi, guys. How are you?
1: Good. Good. Frank, we
0: have a quick question from the audience for you. If you can answer this in a couple seconds or not. Uh, yeah. Rob Neely saying, Frank, are you concerned with non njsiaa sanctioned events like the Last <clears throat> Dance? I know we had Coach Stone from St. Mary's talking about it, but um, what's your real quick? What's your uh, thoughts on that?
2: I mean, concern like what like in terms of concern, um, the only concern is 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 really like are the kids doing the right thing? And you just, once again, you ha- we all have to trust each other to always do the right thing. Coaches who are involved. Uh, the one positive is if any high school coach is taking up at the NGSIA, uh, kind of quote unquote, allowing the coaches to be there as of yesterday, then we kind of know that like high school minded educators are involved with doing the right thing by the kids mm-hmm. and by the programs. But at the end of the day, it's no different, no different than anything that they've done in the summer in the past. And that goes for all sports. Like it, we don't monitor what American Legion baseball used to be. Like mm-hmm. I get COVID thrown in the mix right now, but. Baseball is unique. Soccer is unique. Like they're doing their own thing until we report back to school. So and with the NGSIA throwing in that two week mandatory non-contact period at the end, I have, I have to say, like, I'm looking at it like it, it's almost a positive. Like they're, they're making sure that all this stuff gets washed out and hopefully you can hit the reset button and, you know. There, there is no issues moving into the, the uh, quote-unquote official preseason September 14th. Yeah,
1: we, we had said on um, our last dance show that perhaps it could be the blueprint for, yeah, you for know, fall how sports. fall sports we would hope it would go off well so that, you know, fall sports could hopefully uh, – I was going to catch right. Coach Ben. Yeah, yeah, up. up yeah, you know. yeah, let's get up to him real quick. So uh, – Coach Benacquista, the question you popped in on was actually our first question for the panel, and Kurt had asked. Our first question for you is a simple yes or no: these new guidelines for the fall, do you like them? Yes or no? No comments allowed. Just a yes or no. A pressure question for you.
7: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. All right, good. And your follow-up question. My follow-up
0: was: I guess I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna ask him. Well, I'll ask him this way. Okay. Uh, obviously, each sport's gonna have its own challenges with the new guidelines. Uh, for football. What challenges um, do you foresee, if you know, if you're going to have any, just specific, uh, specifically? How, how long? How long do I have? I know, I know. Like I know. I, well, my next hours. question was, how are you going to do a nine on seven, a seven <laughs> on seven? How are you going to well, do uh, first, team period? You know, like that was my next question first, for you.
7: First of all, I apologize for my lateness. I uh, took the kids out for ice cream, and the line was longer than I thought, so I. <laughs> okay. No worries, <laughs> we're glad you're here. Um, Thanks for coming. Thank you. So, um, well. I, it, it's the the thing about this that's crazy and frustrating and I mean exciting is that we don't like no one knows and, and I keep telling my my players and I meet with them twice a week in zoom and I've been meeting with the parents regularly too because obviously they're all frustrated and, and 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 curious as to what's happening is is there's no blueprint like I'm sure you guys have said I hope I'm not repeating what you've said before but there's no blueprint for this so what 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 I think is going to be the biggest challenge is, being able to play a sport that by nature it requires us to be in close proximity and yet still be able to keep everyone healthy and safe and you know i, I i'm running a youth camp this week with and i, I i'm doing it with great hesitation we have a hundred kids there and and i have 12 counselors and coaches that are doing the best we can to keep these kids apart but when we you know, when you drill, it, it's inevitable that, that they're going to, at some point, come close to each other. So, you know, the, the challenges are so numerous and, you know, ADs, you know, bless your souls for, for doing what you guys are doing and, and administrators and, um, you know, we'll follow the guidelines. And the reason why I said yes to your question before, Kurt, was was that I'm just happy we we have exactly. a season. Um, you know, we, we had a big Zoom meeting the other night with Colleen McGuire, who, was so tremendous with her explanations of what was going on and more or less we came out of that with this is non-negotiable at this point and, and we have a season. Let's hope that tomorrow we still have a season. Let's hope that we still have a season in two weeks and, you know, and and just do the best we can to keep the kids safe, keep the coaches safe, keep the administrators safe and uh, try to get some ball going. Nice. I
1: think yeah, we all share those sentiments. Well said. Um, So my question for the panel is this. The return to play plan was kind of developed with eight guiding principles that, you know, are all about opportunity, engagement, and participation, and specifically not about championships, right? In fact, the postseason is called that, the postseason, not the playoffs. So my question is, how do you kind of feel about that approach? You know, um, I'm a competitive person. You know, like Chris, Coach Spinaquist, like you just said, you know, we're just happy to be playing. But then there's also that side of you, you know, that, you know, it is – maybe you're a defending champion of a section or you maybe you lost a heartbreaker and you really it's your senior season or it's your last season as a coach, you know, I guess I'm just wondering what your feelings are on, on that approach. So, uh, coach Lillenthal, we'll start with you, if you don't mind. Um, well, you know, me, um, <laughs> but, I mean, why
5: play unless it's to win, right? Uh, I don't ever play just to play. I think, I think this season takes on a new meaning. It's, i think there's more to it than just the playing to to compete right um i think that it is it is bigger for the kids this year because they they really need this they need this so i think that they're um i feel like they're already more grateful just to be there Mm -hmm. that the motivation to work hard and and to get those things that you need them to do to be competitive anyway, um, are are showing up already, even though we haven't actually been on the field because they're so determined to actually be able to do this. Right. That's So, a good point. you know, I think that that's, that's how I feel. You know, yeah. I just want them to have a season.
1: Of course, Exactly, exactly. How about you, Coach Delhanty? Well,
6: to kind of echo that, as a coach, you know, the competitive edge is always there. Um, I, I feel like, if you're coaching, there's some kind of competitive drive around it. Um, I think there's two things that really stem to it. Number, number one, you're a competitor. You love to compete uh, you, and essentially love the sport. And number two, you love being around the kids. And I think that the thing that kind of gets lost uh, in this whole pandemic uh, in terms of high school sports is not only are the kids impacted, but the coaches are impacted as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, coach, I coach freshman softball in the spring. Uh, and to see the the seniors that we had in the program lose out in their final season we had a girl one hit away from a hundred hits in her career so to see things like that it really breaks your heart And you try everything in your power to to do whatever you can to have a season you see these these competitors and these kids that that want that opportunity to be on the field they want that opportunity to to compete in a sport they love and to have an opportunity just to play I think is, is more than words can express and, and the kids appreciate it. The kids want to be out there. And at the end of the day, if we don't have a state tournament or, you know, it ends up not being a playoff, I think we could all live with it just for the fact of we're all out there competing and doing what we love.
1: Exactly. I know I, I keep saying this, too, as we do these shows with these players, you know, I used to coach for many years. And, you know, that relationship with the players, too, as you said, Coach Salahanty, is, you know, just for the coaching aspect as well. So I, I couldn't agree more. Coach Beniquista, how do you feel about that approach, the uh, postseason approach?
7: Well, it's, again, same same feelings as, as the two previous statements. And one thing I will say, too, to kind of build upon it, is you know, I, I haven't coached in four months and um, to, you know, getting back on the field this past week with the, with the youth program, the guy, the, the kids that I'll be coaching, God willing down the road, if I'm still, if I'm still here, um, it, it, it was like, I missed it. Like I really just missed being able to teach and learn and the camaraderie and the excitement. And I also have a lot of my players, current players who are working as, as camp coaches and counselors and um, to see them again, and just to see them, go you know, you know, demonstrating for the kids running a proper route or, you know, tackling drills. And it, it was it was like, I, missed, I miss it. And um, they missed it as well. So getting back together, you know, getting getting to compete, um, getting to just be able to play again. And I keep citing the spring season, too, to them. I said, you know, these these seniors, like we said before, who were getting prepared to play their last, get their 100th hit or, you know, try to defend the championship, and all of a sudden it was taken out from underneath them. Uh, that's devastating. And I couldn't imagine if it happened to me as a senior or, or one, it was one of my own children it happened to. So we have to be thankful for what we have. And then the, you know, the last thing from our perspective is, and this is like a little internal motivation. We've, n- we've had a lot of success here at West Essex well before I was head coach. And, and since we've never had an undefeated season before um, we've, we've had a lot of one loss seasons, believe it or not, we've been 11 and one a bunch of times. So my message to the kids is I don't, if we play two games or eight games, which is at, at this point the max, let's win them all. So um, that's been my message to them, and, and hopefully that can be something that can drive us uh, moving forward. So uh, again, say, that's, that's uh, awesome. you guys know as coaches, any motivation we can get. Without, I was gonna say
1: right? that, that that motivation, you know, because you lose qualifying for the state tournament or advancing to a certain round or avenging a loss in a tournament play. You know, you kind of you kind of lose that, so you have yeah. to have that motivation. Now, Coach Bufuco, if I'm not mistaken, we touched upon this earlier. I think you said you had a story from one of your coaches regarding this topic. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would have to say, like, I'm glad the girls are not on here anymore because I didn't want to – like, God forbid, you know. But in all honesty, like, I can't imagine this being last year. I mean, our boys' soccer team, uh, we go to the state final two years ago um, and lose a heartbreaker with eight seconds left in the game. Uh, I'm sorry, eight minutes. We we played Ocean Township, and they scored a goal with eight minutes left. And we literally – held on to the ball for the next eight minutes and couldn't score. And with 14 seconds left in the game, one of our kids basically had an open goal shot, and brings one off the post to at least take the game to overtime. And literally the message from that game was the next, um, the next year, like all the kids were coming back again. Like we, we were fortunate to have a young team and they, they made it their goal last year to get back to a state final and, I mean, I've, as I talked before, they, they went there and, and we won in penalty kicks, and I was happy for those kids. Wow. Um, and, and I couldn't imagine that being pushed oh. forward one year. Yeah. where well, Last year.
3: Yep.
2: You know, like what? Like I, and I get it. We're playing for, you know, at this point, there's at least it looks like a, a sectional final that we, we get to, to go to. But um, for all like you, say, you guys have all touched on um, the competitive nature and whatnot, and I'm, I'm as competitive as they come. You know, I know Coach Benacquista there. I know Anthony very well. He's competitive, um, but at the same time, we have to we have to rationalize where we're at and what we're doing. And um, if you're if the kids are just going out there to play to play, it's great. But you also, I think, if we if we owe it to ourselves and to the kids to have something for them to play for than just to play. You know, um, but it can't get lost. The opportunity to play is there, and we and we need to take advantage of it. So. That was just a little bit of the story. I just I can't I don't know how I would, how we would be able to explain that to our soccer. And there's probably a team out there right now who's trying to avenge. Like they, they know they have a good team coming back. We you so, know what
1: we had this this group on last week the the and PV play- NPV, and they had uh, we talked to them about. Um, I think they had like, what was it? Four losses that were seven points seven or points less, or less. you know, just heartbreaking losses. And they were so looking for they were so mature about the lessons it taught them and how they were so looking forward Meh. to using the lessons they learned to, you know, turn it around this season. How little play, you know, like yeah. they. and, you, you know, you just want to see, you know, even for the kids, you know, they're hundredth goal or whatever, you know, like even just those life lessons that they able to learn through that, you know, there's just, this impacts these kids so much. We just, you know, hope the full season again comes through for them. Guys, we got yeah. about
0: five minutes left. I just want to get off the subject real quick. Cause we got another comment, uh, another question from Rob Neely. And real quick, I want to go around the panel. Um, Nick, you were saying about the one girl who had the 99 hits, one hit uh, away from a hundred. And uh, his question is, does anybody on the panel have an opinion on the recently legislated uh, gap year, as sad as it is, that that a senior missed the opportunity for their 100th hit? Do you guys think by any – do you, any of you guys agree that they should skip their freshman year of college to make up for a season that was missed last spring?
2: Man. Anybody? I, as an athletic director, I don't want to – we haven't even had any of that been like been sent to our desk yet. So like, I, I keep hearing about this, but like, maybe I'm just not paying attention to it, but I just hear it like hearsay. No one said like, here, put this out to your seniors from last year. Like I haven't, who, who's, who's given us that information? I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe coaches, I don't know.
7: And that what, and that what it does too, it affects the, it affects the underclassmen. It's like yeah. a trickle down effect. Yeah, I, you know, again, I, it'd be impossible to legislate, right, Frank? From your from your perspective, the ads would have a hard a hard time legislating it, and then it would affect <laughs> the classes down. I, I don't know how it would work. I mean, we're going to be track. Apparently, from little that I've read on it, how do you how do we track
2: a kid that's in junior college and then they come back for their spring season?
7: We, I already have
2: freshmen. I already have freshmen. Uh, well, no, not freshmen, but seniors worried about next year because some of the some not all, but some of our kids that are going to play. Division one and two are worried that like they're gonna have to automatically redshirt if the if the college doesn't have a season because they're gonna keep some of those kids. But then you hear some of the colleges like giving these seniors like that are on their way out, like an offer they can't like basically they can't refuse, like, hey, we're basically gonna move on. Like we you know, like we, we have some good kids coming in. So it's like it's hard. I, I don't know if it was the right thing to do even for the spring. Like I, I don't know how many Spring athletes hung on to their 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 extra year of eligibility. I'm not sure, but I mean, coach coach Beniquista, like you, how, how do you like that's That's a kid that's almost going to be 20 years old. Imagine they did that for football. Like, what are we doing? That's dangerous. Right. I mean, they're yeah, I so say,
5: like uh, a freshman
1: boy too. playing against yeah, like a man. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Very true.
2: Like that's a six-year gap at some point.
1: Yeah, that's a big gap. Yeah. I mean, we only have a couple. I, I don't. Left. I
2: don't agree minutes. with it. <laughs> I I don't know if I I mean we'd have some I could tell you right now some upset parents about like you know we have freshmen that are that are good enough to play varsity even at a you know we're fringing group, high group three low group uh, four school
1: right
2: I mean what are we like what are you doing like there's no no I mean I I, I don't I don't know it goes back to that old little league question how do you have a nine year old play against a twelve year old that's like the that was one of our
0: debates on. on one of our shows with Coach Sickinger right I know. big debate I know. All right, guys, we got we have time for two minutes, so we're gonna do one. We're gonna do one fun thing. We got we got to do a rapid fire. We always do rapid fires on our shows. These so. are
1: questions meant to be just quick answers. Quick so fun questions. We're gonna take some out because we're running out of time, and we do get booted from one of the networks. We're yeah. On. So we have to make sure that we're done by. Uh, we by get 9 yelled o'clock. at. So the first <laughs> rapid fire. Que- you know what we'll do? We'll do uh, Coach Lilienthal, Coach Baffuco, Coach Delahanty, Coach Beniquista. That order. Go ahead. Coach. All right, I'm gonna do it quick.
0: All right, favorite pizza place.
1: Coach Lil, you're up.
5: in Pompton Lakes. What was it called? Na- I'm sorry. Frank's and Pompton okay. Lakes.
2: Naples and and Nutley.
0: Coach Delianti.
7: Roses and Garfield. There you
0: go. <laughs>
6: there you go.
0: Jen
7: Corelli. Jen Corelli's on the lake in Wayne in Packenack Lake, where I live. Nice.
1: Okay. Right, Follow up food question: Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme Donuts? Coach Lil, start us off. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I don't get to Krispy Kreme often.
2: Uh, I have to agree. Like Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme's like super sugary, man. <laughs> Coach, Delahanty. I'm gonna
1: be the
6: odd one. I'm gonna be the odd one out, Krispy Kreme.
1: Ooh. And I'll,
7: I'll say I'll say Dunkin' too, because I don't do Krispy Kreme enough. <laughs> nah.
0: All right, this is. I mean, I don't know. I, I threw this one in, so I don't know if I'm even going to like this one asking it, but you put a hat on. Are you going regular forward or are you rocking it backwards?
5: I only wear a visor forward. Okay.
2: If Coach Sickinger is listening in, he'll be upset, but backwards. Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> if I'm rocking my Yankee hat, it's forward. If I'm coaching, it's probably backwards.
7: Nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go forward, too, give a shout-out to Coach Rodonello. <laughs> And you remember him, I right? I do, yep. Co- coach Anello, yep. if, we if we wore our hat backwards, he'd grab it. Back in the day when you could do this, he'd grab it and turn it forward. <laughs> oh, so that's, that's nice. shout I mean, out that's to Coach Anello, my, my high school football coach. Oh, I love that, that guy.
2: That is why great. I made my Coach Sickinger reference yeah. there. Yep, yeah.
7: there you go. I knew you did. Yeah
1: all right so um this question actually so my my high school coaches in field hockey anyway used to wear i don't know chris you might remember this we graduated together the same attire right they had a, a all seven of them wore the same clothes and it was like a sweater and pants that my college coach got actually very dressed up for the game so my question for you guys is your game day sideline coaching attire uh black yoga pants and a hoodie sweatshirt usually. <laughs>
2: Do do I get, like, a choice of what what game I'm at or what? Sure, you know, yeah, yeah, (laughs) you you choose. (laughs) So, I mean, uh, I would say uh, if it's a football game, it's probably, like, you know, a pair of khakis or jeans and a a polo, and then if it's after school, it's usually the shirt and tie. We don't, you know, don't change, but Mm -hmm. the weekends, I got to say, sometimes I show up in, in, like, Milburn sweats and, like, a night, you know, just to relax a little bit, but um, so it, there's three different options right there.
6: Nice. There you go,
1: Coach Delahanty.
6: Well, because I'm on for volleyball, I'll stick to that. Uh, khaki pants and usually these shirts we get. We have a whole, whole bunch of them. Oh, uh, nice. I literally have every single color you could think of. So that and a pullover, a Garfield volleyball pullover.
1: Nice.
7: There you go. And Coach. Our Beck whole staff. Our whole staff is khakis and polo. I just wear a different pair of khaki pants color, so they know that the, that I'm the head guy to oh, yell okay. at me or vice versa. I like that. All right. And the last I say, question. I will say
2: I'm in favor of everybody wearing the same thing as a, as, as a former coach. We always, no matter what sport it was, we always made sure we talked to each other and this is you know, baseball or soccer. We always wore the same thing. All right. That's and last
0: question. Cause I'm getting yelled at. We got less than a minute. Real quick. Favorite football team. Go ahead.
5: Uh, Giants.
7: Frankie.
2: Giants. Giants.
7: Jets. Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm giant, so can I make another shout-out, Jen? Yeah. Jaime Elhai, who we gra- who's a year younger than us, is the president of the Jets, right? West Texas Graduate 94, president of the Jets. So we're giant fans in my house, but we got to love the Jets because of Jaime. Nice.
1: Okay. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to come out and uh, discuss this with our audience and us. It was so enlightening. Best of luck to you guys this yes. season. We hope it's a go, and we will definitely be following up with you guys for the fall. Maybe we can follow your teams and do a follow up with your actual players and teams. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I just want to
7: thank say good luck you. to all thank the coaches ben, in thank the room, you. too. Thank, good luck, guys. Thank, you.
1: thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good luck, with good
7: your luck guys. Good luck this fall. Thank you.